What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia, in the heart of Arlington County. We are in Clarendon, back again for another episode, another exciting episode of Pace the Nation, episode number 105. And alongside me, as always, to my right, of course, it's Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? There's a baby in the studio. There is a baby in the studio. And we're not talking about our other co-host. To our left, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I intend to act like a baby today. <laughs> you you probably should. Uh, we are, we are, we are uh, broadcasting here earlier than usual, guys. Uh, we're here on Thursday morning. Uh, the day before Cinco de Mayo, uh, I do have um, James with me, and um, we had a, a rough start to the show today. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to get into all of behind the scenes and pulling back the curtain like I normally do, but um, I do have James with me, as you can hear, sort of in the background. We are broadcasting early, and I didn't have a key the podcast room so that was re- the real monkey wrench of the morning uh we were not su- to mention you were late and i was <laughs> and i was a little bit late yeah uh we were supposed to get here I, no i said not to mention that yeah not to so mention. don't bring it up <laughs> okay <laughs> so we were supposed to get here do tweets get a great show in uh but again you know i don't want to get into the weeds and all that we don't need to we don't need to go through the details because generally they are my uh they, they are my fault so um, I like how James is trying to talk as much as you try to talk. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he, Daddy's it, little boy. He, <laughs> he, he, he learned. <laughs> he learned it from you. Um, but we do have a big show to get to today, guys. Very excited today to be joined on the phone by somewhat of a celebrity in my eyes. Uh, Derek Murphy's going to join us. He is of MarathonInvestigation.com. He uh, catches marathon cheaters. He's been profiled on many big publications, including a, a really cool publication on um, the NBC Good Morning Show. He was on with uh, my, my guy, Willie Geist, and he did an uh, interview with, with Willie Geist and, and, and on NBC. And uh, really good interview. Um, he does some really great work uh, for the marathon community. Uh, catching cheaters, people who are trying to qualify for for Boston with unfair times, and we're going to get into all that. Uh, we've talked about some of his work over the over the past uh, number of episodes on the podcast, so I'm interested in getting his take on uh, some of the stories we've shared to our audience. So he'll join us on the phone here in just a little bit. Also today on the program, Joanne and I were in New Jersey. Pacers running put on the New Jersey Marathon. Uh, we had a great event up there, uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I had an experience running the half marathon, which is sort of related to Derek. Uh, I felt like maybe the woman who was I was running next to, she was actually running the marathon uh, because the half marathon and the marathon are in the same course. I felt like she was maybe cheating. I want to I want to get into that. Uh, we had the All Run Washington party. Um, and then Joanna wanted to talk about, does the scale matter? Does your weight matter in terms of your running? So we're gonna, we, we got a lot of great topics to get into here today. 
Uh, but Docs, we missed you this weekend when we were in New Jersey. It kind of was a uh, Pace the Nation takeover a little bit. I mean, we had a lot of of, of Pace the Nation, um, you know, not, collateral maybe isn't the right word, but just information out to uh, the, the, the New Jersey Marathon and Half Marathon runners. Uh, so that was really exciting. So the logo you, is everywhere. It was everywhere. So if you are if you are new to the show and uh, you just uh, learned about us from uh, the New Jersey Marathon, welcome. Uh, what took you so long? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can go back and, and binge listen the first 104 episodes and I don't know, is two weeks reasonable? Nope. No. <laughs> All right. A week. We'll give you a week to do so. But yeah, welcome to the program. We, we had, um, f- these, these boxes, uh, Docs and Joanna called fitful boxes. They're, they're these like food boxes where you, when you finish the race, uh, you you get this box that has maybe an apple in it, some crackers, a granola bar. Uh, this time it also had Oreos. Oreos, so mostly fit full stuff. Not Oreos, Farley. Oh, Oreos, no. not birds in there. No, no. Okay. or Adam Jones. <laughs> no, not the guys up in Baltimore. No, um, Ore Oreos, the one Oreos, Oreos. He said Oreos again. Yeah. <laughs> Oreos, yeah. Those uh, those cookies with uh, cream filling. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Did you see the cookies that they released on April 1st that were just the filling? No. Was that a thing they did? Was that just a... It's an uh, April Fool's joke. Oh, an April Fool's joke. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Uh-huh. That's pretty funny. That, that, uh, it's basically what a eating fool icing. Just buy a, right. buy a uh, sleeve of icing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were on these fitful boxes. Our logo, uh, where to download our show. Uh, so hopefully people uh, took notice, and uh, if you did, welcome to the program. We were also on the bag check bag in both uh, the the Jersey Marathon and the Parkway Classic. So we are doing some grassroots marketing, and hopefully uh, we've gained some new listeners through it. Did you say bat check like Batman? Bag. Check. You're really appealing to Lawrence Soto with the Batman and <laughs> Orioles references. I know, that's here. true. No, I think I'm just narrow casting. Uh, I'm mispronouncing mispronouncing things because I got James on my knee. Oh, that's today's excuse. <laughs> yeah. So for all our new New Jersey listeners who've gone back 104 episodes, they're going to believe that you had right. James on your knee the whole time. Right. All right. So at the marathon, I was fortunate enough to be able to run the half marathon. So the, the marathon and half marathon are the same course for the first 11 miles. So you're in the race and you're not sure who's running the marathon or the half marathon. Cause they start together. Yeah, exactly. So I'm running the half and there's people around me who are running the marathon, including this woman who was obviously one of the elites. Um, Joanna did all the elite, uh, entries. So she was running with a, a group of guys who were obviously friends of hers, uh, sort of escorts for at least maybe the half escorts. Or, well, you know, running, <laughs> I know, escorts. That kind of a race? <laughs> running escorts, you know? Um, so she's talking to these guys and telling them how she's going to run, you know, a certain pace for the first 13 to 16 miles and then kind of uh, go after it, start getting after it after that. But she was not aware of who was actually in the marathon 
what women were in front of her in the marathon. You could see the women in front of her, mm-hmm. but she wa- wasn't sure whether they are half marathoners or marathoners or, or marathoners. Right. So my question to you guys, is that fair that she's got pacers, number one, and then number two, she was telling the guys to charge up, you know, kind of do a fart lick to catch up to the, to the women and then raise your hand if they were in the marathon. Mm-hmm. Well, let's address this uh, one at a time. Your propensity to ask multiple questions all at once. I know. Um, It was a Pacers event, so I think it would be a little (laughs) bit unfair to say that they can't have Pacers in the event. Right? That that seems really contradictory. It's true. It's kind of different, but I get where you're going. I get where you're coming from. Um, I I mean, going back to the good old days, the glory days of of, uh, high school and college racing, uh, when you do the cross country meets, which are which are team events, um, you'd have spectators out on the course that would would you know I mean you know which teams you're competing against. It's true. Um, even though there's hundreds of runners in the race, you know like okay, it's going to be a tight battle with this particular school, and you'd have spectators on the course that would that would shout out and say like, you've got a Braddock guy, three guys in front of you, that's go true. get him. You know, so like, you know, so I don't think it's that's unfair to get you know help from other people to tell you who's in the race. And I get, I, I agree with that. I guess my issue was that she was using mm-hmm. um, her friends to sort of gain an advantage. Where you know the lead pack of guys, including Dixon Mercer, they didn't have right. the advantage of. Well, essentially, of, she's got rabbits, right? And I guess like the elite guys could have rabbits for through a certain that's true th- certain point in the race, but not at the end. And really, at the end of the race, maybe in a marathon, I don't know your last six to eight miles. Um, I think you'd be hard pressed to have a a rabbit at that point, right? Whereas uh, maybe she can, so that does give her an unfair advantage. Uh, it depends. You know what exactly you're talking about? I, I guess like in this particular race, anybody could have done this. You know, whereas like a New York City marathon, the elite women will start early, alone, right? Uh, and will start alone. So I, I think within the the uh, confines of this particular race, it's a strategy that anybody could have utilized. That's true. Yeah, I never I never thought about that with New York having an early start that it does just take the question of male pacers off the table. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I never thought about that before. Yeah, and I think that was probably one of the reasons why they did it. They also wanted to you know highlight the women, of course, and the women can kind of get lost in the mix of you know uh, pretty elite or sub elite men. So we'll have a women start at the New Jersey. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, we maybe we should. Maybe we should. Maybe we should talk to Hillary about that. Um, well, I, I think that's the reason, and and it's like if you think about having like an honest race, you want to really be racing against the people uh, that you're competing for for the same place, you know, for the same prizes or or whatever. Right. Um, so you do want to kind of uh, isolate that group. That's why it also makes it interesting when there's a half marathon and a marathon group. Uh, particularly for this reason. I mean, if you see somebody in front of you and you say, well, I don't know if they're in the same race as me, uh, I, I think that's that's also part of the reason why you have the different start times. Yeah, and I, I guess I was, I was as I heard her say this, I was relating uh, to our buddy Dixon Mercer, who's been on the program before. Um, as he was running the, the full marathon, he was in the lead pack, 
and he may have had a person who was, you know, uh, you know, 50 yards in front of him, a half mile in front of him, who he wasn't sure whether was running the marathon or the, or yeah. the half marathon. And he didn't, he wasn't going to be able to have somebody race up there and raise their hand if they're running the marathon or keep their hand down if they're running the half marathon. So I, I felt like it was a bit of an unfair advantage, but um, in her defense, you know, she was following the rules of, of the race, you know, so I guess I couldn't, I couldn't be too upset with it. Um, and also, you know, Dixon knew who was in the men's marathon. That's field. true. Yeah, because we had talked about that beforehand. So he, he'd actually met the other guys who I told him would probably be in the lead pack. Yeah, that's true. So, and I mean, the the reverse of this is that, you know, Dixon and I had a conversation about it because he asked. And I, I don't think that any of the women asked me about who is in the women's field. But I would have been happy to, to talk to them about, you know, wh- who would be in the lead pack and who they should be looking for. All right, I've come around. She's, it wasn't cheating. It wasn't anything that was kind of outside the realm of what should have been happening. I just, um, I just thought it was interesting. I guess. Well, it's an interesting question, especially when you're talking about qualifying times, right? Um, and you know, you, you you wonder like, is it really fair for somebody to get some sort of standard to qualify for a big race, whether it be Boston? or you know u.s trials or 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 something else uh if you're being paced by uh somebody who's not basically not running the race that you're running who's not qualified to run the race that right. you're that you're right. running because it, because there are races where you go out and and you have a rabbit you know on the track it's very common to have a rabbit on the track in the race but you can't have a rabbit who's not qualified to run that particular right right um so i I think that's a that's an interesting discussion and i think people have opinions that fall uh all over the range uh from absolutely not it shouldn't be able to be done and uh, all the way to the other spectrum of like why not yeah this is also a big discussion right now about paula radcliffe's world record in the marathon Um, wearing a suit yeah wearing a suit exactly I want to um, get into some suit talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, because her world record, she did have some male pacers. Mm-hmm. So there are some that want to strip her of that record and, and not allow that. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I guess you, you've convinced me. I like your analogy of the, uh, you know, the high school uh, runner who has somebody yelling at him that you got to catch that Braddock runner, or you got to catch mm-hmm. that Chantilly runner. So I don't have a problem with her knowing who's in no the race. No offense to Jimmy Collins, but we were never worried about Chantilly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a problem with, with her knowing who's in the race or her having. But the, the pacing throughout, like you said, the people she is getting to pace her are not qualified to run her race because they're males. Right. You know, a pacer in a track race, which are qualifying times for the U.S. trials or the Olympics or whatever, mm-hmm. are runners who are qualified to run that race. Generally, they aren't fast enough to run the entire way. Now, there's been pacers who actually win the whole marathon. That right. has happened in the past, but uh, generally, they aren't fast enough to keep up with the uh, with 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 that runner for the entire entire race. I don't know. I mean, I I agree, but I also see the other side of it is that sometimes you know women don't have other women to run with. And a lot of times when those, when you put together an elite field and you want to have some fast times, like you have guys who are going to run together and push each other to a fast time. And sometimes women don't have the same caliber of talent to run with. True. 
And for full disclosure, uh, Joanna was the elite coordinator. So it's not an indictment on you not putting <laughs> together a field. That's not it, for well, sure. Well, we also had some scratches. Yeah, uh, so that's not the issue. Uh, but yeah, that that is true. Because um, she's still like she's still physically do like she's still physically absolutely. running, right? Like she ran right. every step of the. She race. wasn't getting assistance. She didn't get on the subway. Like she no, ran the whole no, race. No. So no, she did not cheat. She ended up winning the race. The runner that I was talking about did end up winning the marathon. And well, now anybody with a, a Google can go figure out who we're talking about. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm, again, also, Farley wants to humble brag because he's like, you know, the woman who won the, the race, I was running. Well, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. I was running the half. She was running the full. And so. she was very, very happy when she won. I've never yeah. seen somebody look that excited to win a race before. I was really happy for her. Yeah, she 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 did a great job. Ran 255, I believe. So can we ask our guest uh, the same question? Like if he what he thinks about. I would uh, love to know his thoughts. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good question. Um which uh, is a good segue into our next guest. Uh, he he identifies real cheaters and busts right. them all the time. Right. Uh, it, he's he's done some amazing work. Um, we've talked about his work on the program before. Uh, whether it's the woman who posted on Instagram how she was so excited she qualified for Boston, and if you believe quotes unquote quote unquote, uh, you can accomplish anything. That's what she said on Instagram. I have and no she, idea what you did with the quotes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she, let me she, not get you off yeah, your roll. Well, I mean, she just she says that on Instagram and has somebody else run in her bib as a bib mule. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Um, or the woman who uh, biked the half marathon course afterwards, um, and so she'd have some Strava data uh, to convince the mar- marathon or half marathon director. Uh, these people go to crazy lengths, but Derek Murphy is not fooled. Um, do you think his slogan is, you cannot run, but you can't hide? <laughs> <laughs> we should ask him that, too. <laughs> so next on Pace the Nation, Derek Murphy of MarathonInvestigation.com. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs Joanna, we are excited to be joined by Derek Murphy of MarathonInvestigation.com. Derek, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much, man. Uh, We've really uh, kind of admired your work uh, on this program for the the past, uh, I'd say, you know, we're 100, this is our 105th episode. I'd say... Probably for about all 105 episodes, uh, we've been really impressed uh, with with what you're doing. How did you get into busting marathon cheaters? Um, really, just kind of you know, being a former marathoner myself and a slow one, um, I was just kind of following a couple of the cheating stories, Kip Whitten, and then really with the Mike Rossi, just seeing how that kind of exploded with one guy who apparently cut the course to run Boston. Um, so then I kind of thought, how many more people are there? So I looked at a pulled up results from a random marathon. Um, actually, it was the A1A Fort Lauderdale Marathon, and I found somebody immediately who looked, obviously cut the course. I don't know how they stayed in the, in the results, and then it just kind of built from there. Um, I just realized it was a little more widespread than I may have thought. So you, you um, are in, we, and we just talked about this off air here, you're in, in Ohio, um, and you go through, are you combing through results? Is this a, a fun hobby of yours? Is that how it started? 
Yeah, I can kind of. Initially, when I you know found that first you know person you know on my own that had you know cut the course, um, you know I posted on the message boards, and then it you know the, for whatever reason the post got deleted, it got reported, whatever. So I kind of started the blog just as a way to kind of keep the information. I figured I was talking to myself and some friends, um, and so then you know so I was just you know as I you know, had time, I'd just, I'd look through some results and, you know, find some stuff and post it, you know, randomly, um, where it kind of got more than that. I started thinking, well, okay, yeah, these people are cheating, they're getting fast times, but how many people like Mike Rossi actually use those times to run Boston? So that's when I got a little more organized with it. I started, you know, spending a little more time on it and figuring out how to look at Boston results and some of those results determine who cheated to get in. So that's what's kind of blown up. And that's what, um, that product kind of got the initial bit of attention, you know, last year, you know, for the website. And then it's kind of, you know, grown from there to, you know, a little more than a hobby at this point. Kind of like my, right. yeah, I'd say, I'd say it went to like a kind of like a part-time job to like my second full-time job at this point. <laughs> so we've, we've referenced Mike Rossi a couple times here. Can you tell our listeners his story? Uh, yeah, yeah, Mike Rossi, he was, um, his story went viral really twice. Um, he, um, took his kids out of school and his family went came went to Boston. Uh, he lives in Philadelphia. They went to Boston to see him run the Boston Marathon in uh, twenty. I that's on a point on the year now. Uh, yeah, the twenty uh, twenty fifteen Boston Marathon. Um, and so they they he was out of school and he got you know anybody who has kids knows that if you take your kid out of school and you know, it's not. And you're going to get a form letter saying, hey, you know, school is important and, and whatever. So right. he got this form letter, and then he posted kind of a snarky reply to the principal on, you know, on his social media, um, so, you know, saying his kids learned more in Boston than they were learning in the whole year at school and whatnot. And that got picked up by the Today Show and by media. They look at this great dad, you know, standing up to the you know, institution. And really, it was just a form letter. So what happened? Um, you know, the principal was getting all kinds of hate letters and everything else, and he was doing the media circuit. And uh, some local runners knew and, you know, posted on the Let's Run message board that, hey, you know, look at this qualifier. Um, it, there's no way this guy can run this time. Um, and his qualifying time was at the VIA uh, marathon. At the time, they had no time, they had no intermediate timing match. So it was really hard to prove that he cut the course. Um, but through the message boards and whatnot, people looked at photos and actually looked at photos of every single runner. And he was the only runner with no photos on the course. Um, his time was way faster than what he'd run in the past. So there was a lot of evidence. Um, so that's basically it. And then that one is kind of dragged through the mud with him. A lot of people don't personally like Mike, um, you know, for whatever probably valid reasons. Right. Um, so, <laughs> and, that, and that one gets like thousand page threads on the message board. So it's like, well, why do we care so much about this one guy? How many people more are there? So that's why, you know, and that was kind of my jumping off point where I got tired of all the drama beyond, okay, yeah, hey, we know we cheated. I mean, the guy was doing media talking about what a, he 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 thinks this he thinks he's on some sort of crusade and he cheated to get into the Boston Marathon. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Unbelievable. You see a lot of the social media you know stuff going on. People bragging on social media a lot of times is you know how I you know ultimately catch them. Yeah, I want to get into more of that, and I want to get into another uh, uh, some other stories that you've uh, unearthed, uh, which are pretty crazy, but. Uh, before that, what, what what what's your background as a runner? Uh, really, it was I'd say it's probably about you know ten twelve years ago when I you know I couldn't run a mile um, and I decided I wanted to get in shape, so I told everybody I was going to run a marathon. Um, 
and that was like in spring I was going to run the Columbus Marathon that fall so that that was kind of the start of it so I was able to you know I went through the training series where you know Columbus they have like you know they have a 5k then a 10k you know then a 15k then a 20 miler so I kind of did all those races and I you know and obviously ran some in between and was able to complete the Columbus Marathon uh, it was over over five hours um, and then, you know, but I, I caught the bug then. And then two months later, I ran the Las Vegas Marathon and improved my time by a few minutes. Um, and then after that, I did eight more marathons in about two and a half more years. Um, I kind of stopped training for them as much. I was kind of doing them for fun in, in, in the events. And so they got harder and harder as I went. But, you know, I just really enjoyed the, uh, the marathon. So I understand how much work, you know, I was initially intended hey, you know, maybe sometime I can run fast enough to qualify for Boston and whatnot, but, you know, realizing I, I didn't have the motivation and put in the effort that would have been required to do that. So I know how, how much hard work it takes to, you know, get to that point. No, no question. Uh, so you are doing good work for a guy like you who's running five hours. I mean, there's, you know, the guys like Rossi or others who are out there running that same sort of time qualifying for Boston. That's just, it's just not right. So you're doing yeah, awesome yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. There, there are a number of, of ways to cheat in a marathon. Uh, can you break down like the different types of ways there are to cheat? Give everybody <laughs> so a cheat sheet. What do you want this to be, a to-do? Yeah, no. Uh, or, or a how-to? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I mean, the most, and when I first started looking, you know, the only way I really thought of to cheat was, you know, cutting the course, you know, doing uh, like the Rosie Ruiz, you know, hopping on the train and, you know, going ahead, you know, like Mike Rossi. So I was initially just looking for people, you know, with mistiming mass or, you know, with, or who had just crazy split times who would go from nine minute miles to a five minute mile, you know, waiting in the race. So I would look at that kind of stuff. Um, but then as I was investigating, Specifically for people who ran Boston and cheated to get in, um, you know, I found, you know, came across, you know, the bid mule phenomena where you have somebody else to run with your bid in a qualifying race, you know, someone that can run faster and qualify you to run Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come across a number of those, and you know, some of that may be intentional. Or hey, this fast, you know, and I had did run across one guy who qualified three other runners to run in Boston, and they all ran together. You know, that that would be intentional. And sometimes it may be hey, someone, you know you know, illegally transferred a bib or gave someone else a bib to run, and, hey, they, you know, happen to qualify me for Boston, I'm going to go ahead and enter. D- Derek, uh, are you so saying that a, one guy would run with three different timing tags? Um, I've, I've seen examples of that, but there was, well, there was one guy, and it was um, with the running club I wrote about after last year's Boston, where he ran three different races, three different Boston qualifying wow. times to qualify other members of this running club, <laughs> and he qualified himself. So this guy's a very good runner. Right. Um and I've come across him and looking at other results randomly. I've seen this guy's photo with other bibs as well. You know, that I see, I kept an eye on them. So, yeah, this guy's, you know, he, he's a very good runner. So, yeah, so, you, you know, you get a lot of that. Um, there was one, you know, instance, you know, going with bib mewling where this foreign travel agency was selling guaranteed entries, and even the, the owner of the travel agency was being carding bib, you know, multiple bibs across the finish line to get qualifying times for his you know for his customers who are these people uh, like do they have lives i i just don't understand the the psychology behind it it's crazy in that case with the travel agency i think it wasn't so much it, these people signed up you know the guaranteed entries think they were getting legitimate bids right and it turns out you know this, this guy was you know so that's just about money um and then so that, that's the main um there was the one and actually it was the same travel agent where um he actually worked with the race director and got entry got results added after the fact um so that, that's the only time i run across that 
Um, there's other examples. Then, then you just get, um, you know, get people, you know, selling bibs or, you know, people who, you know, get their bibs given, which, you know, it's, it's cheating, but kind of in a different way. They didn't, you know, actually, um, you know, cheat in the qualifying race, but, you know, but they didn't earn the, you know, the right to be in Boston. So, you know, where you have people, uh, you know, giving bibs away with Boston, you know, doesn't like that as well. I'm working on a story now, uh, you know, for example, where I've, you know, multiple copied bibs, um, where, um, you know, people are, you know, running with copied bibs in the Boston Marathon. So do you focus just on um, cheaters getting into Boston, or do you just look at all marathons just to see who's cheating in, in any marathon? Uh, yeah, I look at what I started doing initially. I was kind of going backwards and say, okay, hey, I have the 2016 Boston results. Let me look backwards, see who cheated to get in. So now what I'm doing, and I started in the middle of last year, is looking you know, looking at all most of the larger marathons, Um you know, so yeah, I'm looking at the other races, but I'm looking at the runners who are cheating with Boston qualifying times. So it's kind of, you know, kind of both to answer your question. So as an extension of focusing on Boston qualifiers, I still have to look at the qualifying races. And I don't have, you know, I just don't have the time and efforts. I don't think the race directors would appreciate me reporting every five and six hour marathoner who got tired and cut the course. <laughs> but there's, there's, kind of, there's kind of those. Uh, so, it's, yeah, so really it's, you know, more just, you know, I'm doing this mostly, you know, pretty much on my own. I, I need to have a cutoff point somewhere. So that seems to be the, make the most sense and it seems to be the one that would affect people the most. If you have people cheating to enter Boston, then it's keeping people out who deserve to begin. So take us through the process of catching somebody. Let's use the example of, I think her name was Cindy. We've talked about her on this program before. She ran the New York City Marathon or allegedly ran the New York City Marathon posting all over Instagram about how great it was and how that uh, it, I said this before you came on and I botched the um, I think I botched the quote her quote was she ran her heart out and amazing things happen when you believe believe in all caps and she qualified for Boston how did how did you catch her I believe that was a bib mule right yeah that, that was a bib mule and actually I had um, somebody actually tipped me off to her. Um, and again, that's kind of what happens when you post on social media. You don't have a friend there, somebody who doesn't really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, she can't really run that time. Um, so yeah, so that was actually, you know, a tip. Um, cause again, it wasn't any missed tiny split. So there's nothing just looking at the data that would have made me aware of Cindy. Right. Um, so yeah, so then again, it's looking at race photos, um, and, you know, finding out who actually ran, you know, ran that race for her so yeah so that that was a pretty easy one once you know once i knew i knew to look for her then it's just a matter of checking race photos and um and then, then making sure that you know sometimes i'll get somebody copy her bib you know and to see run and then this is somebody else and then kind of matching up to the other runners around and make sure that you know to see if you know that that was the real bib so you that, you, you, know, you you find uh you know the end there's you probably can see results that she's not going to run close to the time that that the bib mule ran for her um yeah. You go through, so you are you combing through marathon photo pictures? Uh, if I'm, I'm not looking at everybody's marathon photo picture, but yeah. if there's if there's something to suspect again, if got I, it. That's something I also do with you know Boston qualifiers. All um, I pretty much have a database of the last two and a half years of marathons uh, that I hold. So um, I have you know kind of looked for variances. Okay, hey, this person has a three hour marathon. Everything else is five hours. Right. Okay. Let me check. Let me check the photo. I, um, so if there's a if there's a reason that I think you know I should check the yeah, check the photo and that's that's when I do it. I tell you what, if you if you want to hire somebody to help you go through um, 
marathon photos, uh, Chris Farley actually would be a great candidate because I've never seen anybody look at more marathon photos. I do. He's already doing it anyway, so <laughs> I, I do. I, I you don't, can outsource. I, I, to don't him. Be, I don't know if I need to be hired, um, but I, I would. I'd be happy to help. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so, <laughs> Derek, the, someone like Cindy who was obviously cheating. Uh, it's got to be super embarrassing. I mean, she's posting all these photos on Instagram. Do you ever confront personally over email or phone or in person any of these folks that uh, you catch cheating? Yeah, and I really try. If it's somebody like, you know, the Cindy or like the Jane CEO, um, where I'm writing an article specifically about somebody, um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to reach out to them. Sometimes it's, you know, not so easy if you're not connected to somebody on Facebook. You send them a message; they may not even see it. So I try, you know, I try to do what I can to kind, of, you know, connect with them before I write an article to get their side. Um, in James' case, yeah, James' case, you know, I I did contact her. Um, there was another runner that was featured. I was on the Today Show, and they featured this couple, and they, you know, they were in shadow and voice disguise and everything else. <laughs> Let me just stop. Hold, hold on, hold on one second, Derek. <laughs> stop you there. I mean, these guys. It was a great piece that uh, he was on uh, the Day Show uh, with with Willie Geist, and literally the 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 people who were being interviewed were in silhouettes, like they were yeah. like. Hardened criminals, which right, I think like they were, they were testifying against the mob. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and witness uh, it, it relocation. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was really surreal. That whole experience. Um, and initially, with that runner, and I, I keep on trying to say her name because I did talk to her, and she seemed truly remorseful. And mm-hmm. I still talk to her. I still talk to her. I still, you know, we still message. She's, you know, she's doing all the right things. So, but I had an article planned, like my typical article. I mean, she was going to be completely outed and all that, and that, that would have ruined her. So. Um, again, she was, you know, very cooperative, admitted I, I helped her go through the process to get herself removed from results and everything else, and she sent back medals and trophies. So she, she did everything right once she was caught, and I think it was kind of a relief for her. Um, but then you get the people who just, you know, completely ignore me or try to... Or double down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you get that. Um, the, the running coach that I, you know, caught last year with evidence was just overwhelming that he cut the course but I knowing he was a running coach he had a big following as an idea of anything to show me you're capable of running this time he sent me a doctored GPS data where it showed him running under a four minute mile during the last part of a 5k <laughs> so, it, it's just it's absurd so it's like so that was what you know that was his response um you know his so, response yeah, indicted him I mean there's no way the, the, yeah, the best the of the world can do yeah. do that so yeah, yeah so you get that so it's just crazy um, so you said that somebody tipped you off about Cindy. Do you have like a hotline? Do you get a lot of tips where people send you to look at some particular result? Yeah, I get every week, every weekend I'll get, um, you know, I, I get emails, you know, after marathons and, um, you know, just, you know, just, uh, just Derek at marathoninvestigation.com. And I, I just get, you know, I get emails all the time and I, you know, filter through them. And some of them are, you know, are nothing. And, you know, some of them are, you know, like Cindy, and that's how I, um, you know, the Jane C.O. case girl that she did to get second place in the half marathon in Florida. Um, that, that that was through a tip. I don't typically go searching out on half marathons and think all that, but that, that one was through a tip. Explain that one again. I mean, that was, yeah. she did like a, stra- she did biked it, so it was on Strava, I believe. Yeah, she, she did. That was pretty much like the perfect storm. That one went absolutely viral. Um, yeah, basically, she, she came in second place in the, um, Fort Lauderdale, a one-day marathon, um, a half marathon, I'm sorry, and 
you know, she she missed the split. Um, she, it was a large negative split, and it was like almost 90 degrees out. So that that's just is the red flag in itself. And she was actually, you know, when she finished, she was actually initially they flagged the timer flagged her immediately and said, "Hey, this this isn't right." But she talked her way back with the race organizer back into the results, and then she went and approached the actual the actual second and third place finishers trying to defend her time. Um, Again, so, Dox's uh, example of doubling down—it's unbelievable. Yeah, and so she, she then she did a manual Strava entry for you know thirteen point one miles with you know with her actual you know with the time that she was credited with, um, and then people started questioning, hey, you know, how come you don't have a you know how come there's no maps tied to this? How come there's no data behind this? Um, and then later on, she posted she did post a map, um, but it turns out she um, biked the course after the fact. Um, so she, after the race, she got on, she got on the bike and actually the timer actually saw her riding her bike as well. She's really got some energy for after, you know, <laughs> just, just doing a race. And, and so that was, I mean, they, and so it's trying to, to maintain that same, you tells you trying to maintain the pace, but it tells what time you've actually, you know, it tells what time, you know, it's you time stamped. Yeah. That. It was, it was in the afternoon. Um, and then if you really dig deeper, I look at cadence data, you know, and you can tell it was somebody riding a bike and not, you know, awesome. running a race. And, and, and actually, I looked at I, I looked at training runs for her, and I saw that she had stuff logged as runs where it was obvious, you know, she biked and then she'd write about it. So it was just odd. Um, and then the last uh, the last piece of that was um, in her race photos. I was looking at them because I, I kind of tried to go in, you know, objectively initially. So I said, well, you know, she had a manual entry. Did she have a GPS watch on? You know, if you get your watch, it was plugged in, so you, you know, so you had your log. Um, I thought she had a watch on, and I could see that you could tell from the rough photo that you could read the data on the face. I went ahead and bought the high res photos, <laughs> luckily for A one A. The whole package was like forty bucks so nice. for, a marathon, for a marathon photos. So I bought the whole package of photos and zoomed in. And you could see that she did nine point six miles or whatever in the time that she was fitted to wear. So that was kind of the last uh, piece. But that's awesome. Um, that is the question, though, as far as I, I talked to her beforehand, and I was try- I trying to tell her everything I had. And initially, she was, you know, denying. So I just wanted to ride the bike because, you know, I was she was sent there. She was sponsored to go there, which is another reason I you know, wrote about her. So she, you know, so she wanted to do that. You know, she said she did that. But then by the end of the conversation, she admitted that was to cover her tracks um, as far as riding the bike. But what got me, she told me that she did not accept the, you know, she went straight to the hotel after finishing. And she was embarrassed that she couldn't, you know, couldn't finish. She didn't need to accept that time. Um, but I have a picture of her accepting the second place award. So she, wow. was, she flat out lied to me. And I, even before I posted, I said, here's what I know. Do you want to confirm this? And she just refused and refused and refused. So, um, well, you had a, so, a yeah. number of, of, of uh, data points to prove that she cheated. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd say she's not the best criminal. No, no, not really. <laughs> no. So, so Derek, why, why do you think there's, uh, so many cheaters out there, uh, people like you've, you've just described. Is it is it just social media bragging to your friends? What is it? What's the psychology behind this? Yeah, I mean, in my experience, that's, you know, again, you have the, you know, it kind of ties together, you know, again, you have the Boston thing. You, you don't want to run Boston. I don't want to, you know, I can't raise the money. I don't want to raise the money. Um, that's the easiest way to, you know, to do it, um, you know, is cheating. But then, you know, why do people do that? You know, again, it's to be able to post, hey, I ran Boston, or hey, I ran a Boston qualifying time. Um, you know, in any case with the, um, well, the Today Show, it was, you know, and I believe her, it kind of started out accidentally where, you know, she ran a slow time. Somebody she knew from high school when she was faster. And it wasn't even that slow of a time, but 
kind of said, hey, what happened? You know, what's wrong? And she was proud of that time and got kind of sh- kind of ashamed. Um, you know, she and, and she was dealing with depression issues and everything else on top of it. So she started taking her chip off the bib and just running races. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and didn't want the time to be public, which I don't think there's anything really necessarily wrong with that. Um, but then, you know, one, you know, there's her husband and her swap bibs. Uh, they say accidentally one time and she had a good time. Then people started, you know, you know, giving her kudos for that. It just kind of went, you know, went from there. And that's truly just all about social media and bragging. Um, you know, she wasn't using Times for Boston or anything. So yeah, so a lot of well, it's just, wow. Well, I mean, and, and there's people I wrote about, um, you know, a runner who pretended to run Boston where she said she was a different runner and they spelled her name wrong. And she, you know, <laughs> she took pictures. She took pictures with the space blanket and everything else. She bought a metal. She she never had a metal photo until like four days after the race. So wow. apparently she bought one off of eBay. So she went sad. And that's all just about validation and saying, hey, I ran when you really couldn't. So just... Well, I, I mean, we I, like the the silhouette from. Uh, we'll call her the silhouette. Uh, it sounds like you actually liked her, and and I kind of feel bad. I, I feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, I you know stay in you know stay in contact with her. Um, so you know that was one. And I think you know while I would would have been the one probably didn't initially out her. You know, I had I found out about her from kids from two different people who mm-hmm. were like you know who were really wanted to you know for her to be exposed and, and to be known so i think by kind of handling it this way it probably kept her private where you know it could have ended up on the left run message boards or you know her name could have been out there you know otherwise so yeah so i think it so i think she kind of realizes and it's kind of weight off her shoulders at this point you know to kind of have those results cleared and you know and then to be doing it the right way now so you said you get a lot of tips from people. I imagine that that the volume of those tips has has increased a lot since your the work you're doing has has uh, gained so much momentum. Um, do you find? I mean, first of all, do you find that 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 to be true that you're getting a lot more submissions? And what do you think, like percentage wise, of of the tips that you receive are are accurate or uh, bogus? Um. But yeah, it's definitely gotten up. I mean, I've gotten more attention, and you know, since um, you know, since I wrote the article on Jane and the other ones, you know, my followers like on Facebook have gone from like a thousand to like six thousand or fifty four hundred, whatever it is now. I probably should be. I probably should be accurate. I'm not lying about that, but maybe <laughs> we'll catch you right if you now. are. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you don't really have six thousand. You got fifty eight hundred. He's a liar, and there will be that comment, and that will happen. So yep. Somebody's constantly accusing me of. I think I'm backtracking here, but yeah. um, when I initially set up the website, I instead of putting down um, views, I think I had visitors or visits. It was just you know just whatever was typed in on the counter, and so somebody was saying I lied about my traffic because I you know <laughs> had, had a label a little bit odd, and he brings it up like a year later. I'm like it was never been, you know it's just the default. I, I like, tell you what, know, anybody a personal blog. Anybody who who does that, you immediately go check all of their times. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the person you're investigating next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, yeah, so I had like you know, so now it's cheating to views. Actually, I don't think I have a counter on the new version. Uh, I almost forgot the original question. Yeah, but as far as the tips, um, as far as the accuracy of them, uh, I say they're they're pretty accurate. You know, probably like seventy percent, eighty percent. You know, some of it I just can't prove. Um, you know, some of it, yeah, this person doesn't look right, but there's not you know that isn't there. Um, you know, give you an example of some, a couple bad tips that I've gotten. Um, after last year, I think I had six tips on the same runner. Um, again, you know, with Boston, the lower bib numbers are the fastest qualifiers. Right. Um, so there was a runner with a low bib number, you know, I want to say like maybe in the 
five thousands or something. Um, you know, which is you know it's fairly low. You know, when you're in a four digit bid number at Boston, you, you run a pretty fast qualifying time. Um, but this one it didn't look the part. Um, so I had literally had numerous things. Hey, this guy's not a qualified. There's no way he ran a you know some three you know some three hour or you know marathon qualified. But I looked sure enough he did. He just you know, he just gained some weight between the <laughs> qualifier and the, and Boston. But, I mean, I had so many tips on this guy. Like, not many people are going to sneak through the cracks because people do, you know, yeah. do, do notice. And then I also had a tip on, you know, they were filming uh, Patriot Day. And so, you know, someone said, people said that the, you know, runner had the commissioner's bib on from, you know, three years you know, later where it was for filming of the movie, which they did some filming during the actual marathon. Huh. And so, yeah, so I, I almost out as an actor you know, <laughs> you know, for, for stealing the commissioner's, you know, bib from a few years back. So. Oh, love it. <laughs> um, so you have another full-time job, right? So how much time during the week do you spend on marathon investigating? Uh, it, it varies so much. I mean, like after, you know, like, you know, mid-year, like last year, you know, it was, it was almost none. All right, I'd spend, you know, in the evening, you spend me an hour, of, you know, a few days a week just kind of going through some of the Boston results with the people who didn't get in. Uh, yeah, but lately, um, been really starting since, like, February of this year. It's been, you know, I've been having a lot more late nights, you know, <laughs> working on it and, and doing that. Just because I've been getting more tips with more, you know, more traffic, more attention and trying to keep, you know, keep up on the, on the articles. And I have a backlog of stuff I could write. Um, you know, I have an article going up this morning, which I think will get some attention. So it's just, yeah, uh, yeah so it's been very, so it's been, it's been very busy lately. What, what, what marathons, I mean, is it the larger marathons I would assume that are easier to cheat? What marathons do you see the most cheaters at? Um, I would say it's easier to cheat. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, the small marathons with no timing maps and no photographers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's the ones you know where I you know, struggle with. Where I'm like, man, there's no way this guy ran this time, but I just can't. Can't there, prove There's it. nothing there. So I mean, that's part of the one, you know, the one whole, you know, and it really kind of like the Mike Rossi. I mean, there's no timing maps at the time, but you know, there was photographers. He had to go. People had to go to an awful lot to, um, to prove what he did. So yeah, I mean, the big marathons, you know, where you have timing maps every, you know, like New York has timing maps, you know basically every mile, um, you know, Boston. So, yeah, so where there's more timing, that's more photography. It's a lot harder to get away with. True. Um, you know, there, there's some of the large races where there's just either these big gaps and, like, you know, they, hey, there's no, like, there's me. There's no timing mat. There's no timing mat of the turnaround, you know. So there's, like, you know, there's, like, a six-mile point where you can just kind of cut across the street and not miss a timing mat. Um, but if you don't time it up right, it'd be obvious because the pace would you know increase to where it's yeah not believable. But if people are real careful with their timing and pace and know what they're doing, it, it would be hard to detect. Well, I want to get to some questions that we had uh, from our listeners. Um, but again, the plug the website. It's uh, marathoninvestigation.com. Um, you can donate to, to uh, Derek's awesome work there. Uh, you can also buy shirts. Um, mugs coffee mugs yeah uh water bottles too so yeah. if listening to the show come on go 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 to a site and buy something or c- contribute to this awesome work um in your opinion who's like the biggest cheater i, I gave you a couple examples uh when i emailed you before rosie ruiz paul ryan who's the biggest famous cheater out there in your opinion uh, yeah, I mean, really, it's probably, I mean, you can't really beat Rosie Ruiz. I mean, she to win the Boston Marathon. That's pretty, that, 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 that takes, that, that takes something. Um, again, I've run across, you know, it's the names that you haven't heard of that I'm just like, you know, that, that you know, that amazed me. You know, you have the, um, uh, Kendall Schler who, you know, cheated, you know, at the St. Louis, the Go St. Louis, um, 
you know, marathon two years in a row, and they missed her. I think they missed her second or third place finish until the following year when she actually won the thing. Um, <laughs> so she would have got away. I mean, she would have got away with you know, with that much if she, you know, she went too far. Uh, you know, yeah. So it's you know, I have people like the you know, I'm thinking of people like the Donnellys, who are like a couple in their sixties that cheat <laughs> that cheated multiple marathons to run Boston, and then now he's entering under aliases. You know, wow. no one's heard of him, him, but those are the ones that are just you know, you know, fascinating to me. Just um, can't stop. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he, he can't run it. a local race because everyone most forms now he ends under a different name. I'm not sure what the end game is there. I don't know how he would get in the box of using the, you know using the aliases, but yeah. So it's yeah. So yeah. So it's some of you know some of those people that are more fascinating to me. And I guess Paul Ryan, he wasn't really cheating. He just no, misstated he he his mis- time. Yeah, yeah. Just like I misstated my my followers, <laughs> my, my my web views. Um, yeah, he, exactly. Yeah. You know, it is missing me, but he didn't actually you know, cheat on the course. People get so fired up <laughs> about if, if people's times. I mean, runners just get so fired up. And I think that's why you've got such a good business here is because people are so impassioned about their times and, you know, how hard it is to actually qualify for Boston uh, doing it um, by by cheating it doesn't doesn't go uh, it doesn't uh, isn't doesn't go over very well with a lot of runners. No, 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 and like so, yeah, like you ninety know, percent of it, you know, you know, yeah, people we yeah, who just you know just you know crap for the runners. So I got to be careful about you know who I mean. I mean, now there's so much out there. If I write about somebody, they're going to find out about it, and you know, people will probably try to contact them. Uh, which you know, it's I don't like that part of it. Uh-huh. Um, like I wrote about the guy who took the extra bib. Um, I didn't think that would be that big of a story, and it just blew up. Uh, the, the extra, uh, the extra medal. So he took, he took, took an extra medal. Yeah, uh, took the took one for his wife. I just kind of really is the second part of an, an article. And I wrote about you know women who did a chain at the finish, just kind of like race had a precise thing. But then this guy got this lambast, and I meant to keep them anonymous, and but there are people, yeah, people find out. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't. I didn't quite keep them anonymous enough. I saw that on your website. He made a mistake. I, I did feel bad for the amount of attention that he got. I, I kind of did feel bad for him, too. I mean, he was... I think he was just trying to do something sweet for his wife. He took an extra medal for her because she had put up with all his runs, and I think they had a young kid or something. And um, right. yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he was trying... I, I don't think he was trying to... Uh, give her a medal that she didn't deserve. I don't think he even thought about that. But I mean, there I saw it on Facebook or on Twitter. I mean, there is thousands of comments. People just get so fired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, so sometimes I mean, I'm getting better at figuring out which ones, you know, which articles are going to go, you know, viral and whatnot. I, you know, I don't think I expected. And really, that it started kind of going that way um, before I ever posted the article. That you know, posted a picture in the private group. Um, and, you know, I think the issue was um, in that picture on the private group, actually, there was a picture in the background that, like, a family tree thing that had his last name on it, which I didn't see from my phone when I posted that in the private group. So it snuck out there with that version. So, and then it started kind of going from, like, I'm, let me at least try to get out a better <laughs> version of it, you know, because yeah, then, yeah. Right. Yeah, it, that one just went, that, that just went crazy. And then it's in the picture of the, the ladies who, you know, were running across, you know, again, there was a line of maybe eight ladies running across the finish line in a chain. Um, so I posted on that one just on, I initially didn't do an article on Facebook and that one started getting thousands and shared, you know, that, that one went, you know, went crazy. Well, well. I don't, I don't, I don't know that one, eight women running across the finish line. Yeah, it was basically, I just noticed um, somebody had posted a shot of like the, the live feed, um, you know, the race and, you know, at the end there was, you know, 
there were, you know, women made basically a human chain across the finish line. And so the, my point was, hey, this is bad, you know, this is bad, you know, not, I think my thing was, hey, it's not cool. And that just generated a bunch of debate because, you know, you got women, people behind them trying, you know, right, so they're kind of locking. Uh, so that's just kind of my concern. And then all of a sudden that just went, you know, that, that one went crazy as well. Yeah, it wasn't cheating. It wasn't, you know, nobody was identified there. You couldn't see the bid numbers and all that. So, um, but you yeah, gotta, it was just, you got to be careful. You got to be careful yeah, what you I, post. <laughs> Um, so we had we had a few uh, questions from the listeners. Um, the first one is, uh, what do you feel you're contributing to the sport of running and those who run honestly? Uh, yeah, again, I think it's um, kind of the goal is kind of be a bit of a deterrent. You know, people are now aware um, that you cheat. You know, you, people are looking like myself are going to get caught. Um, you know, you may end up on the website. Um, while I'm not out to shame anybody, I do think that serves as a deterrent. And again, so it gets more people who deserve to be in Boston, you know, can run Boston. And then to try to just, you know, try to limit cheating and raise awareness, you know, in the same thing like with bid swapping, but hey, it's not cool to give your bid to somebody else if the race doesn't allow it for safety issues, insurance, liability, whatever. So um, so I think that's the kind of contribution, making people more aware and you know, I think more vigilant. Yeah, we uh, we put on races, and we definitely appreciate that for sure. Um, the second question I had from the listeners: What cheater did you get the most satisfaction from catching? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, what cheater most satisfaction? Um, gosh, yeah, there's so many, and it's really not that's fine. But yeah, I, I want to say it's um, the travel agent. I'm really kind of the first go around. Right. Uh, and again, with that, the way I found those, it was from looking at the Boston results. So there were a bunch of runners that um, qualified for Boston running the Mount St. Michel Marathon in France. And they were all on the top of my list to review, which I review it based on people who run Boston way slower than they qualified. Um, and that's very simplistic. But and so, but I had a bunch of people at this small marathon. Well, this marathon had finish line videos, so I was able to determine that these people weren't actually at the race. And so, yeah, it took a lot of you know work to kind of get to that point. And you know, again, so that was probably that was probably the most satisfying one. That is good. He busted really. it. I mean, he, the guy was profiting off of it, so I'm glad he was right. Uh, caught. Yeah, and then he, two years later, he had it again using a different <laughs> method. But uh, uh, but yeah, but, so that was that was probably the the one. Um, then finally, an interesting question from one of our listeners. Since you're a pro at catching cheaters, could you easily cheat in a marathon without being caught yourself? <laughs> if I was like doing this anonymously, you know, and has a skill set, probably. But I guarantee you, when I run the marathon, I'm going to have so many people looking at my <laughs> results. Uh, if I ran a Boston qualifying time, just go ahead and say I cheated. Uh, you know, but yeah, I would, yeah, there would be, a, there'd be, yeah, I have enough people who I think would, <laughs> would like to find, you know, find evidence that I cheated. I think I was actually accused of that. The same guy who was, you know, on me about the, you know, website views, uh, you know, had posted that my times were in question, which I just laughed at because if you see my times, there's just no way you would you yeah. know, cheat for those times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so no, I mean, I think I, I think I know all the tricks, but again, I, there'd be so many. You'd I, be I mean, so scrutinized. Yeah. I'm going to have, yeah, I, I would have like three GPS watches on <laughs> and a GoPro on my head. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's awesome, uh, Derek. Well, we, we just put on the New Jersey uh, Marathon Half Marathon. I wanted to kind of end on this. Um, so do, do you go through results like uh, like that race? Uh, are, all these, are all these marathons on your radar? Do you know everyone that happens every weekend? 
Um, pretty much, I know all of them. I don't necessarily look at all of them as they happen. Um, New Jersey's one, um, interesting. That's the, the running coach. That's the race that he, you know, cut the course on, uh, you know, a few years back. And I've gotten, I, I know I've seen some tips come in on New Jersey, uh, but I haven't, you know, I haven't gone through those yet. So yeah, tips from through. this year? Yes. Wow. I'll, um, forward them on. Yeah, but I haven't even, you know, looked, looked at it. Um, okay. Yet, uh, you turned out kind of the next one on my radar. Very so, interesting. Know, um, okay, that the, I, 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 we have a race director who works for us who'd be very interested in those tips. Uh, so we'll have some to follow- ears just parked up <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, fo- we'll have to uh, follow up with you on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look and if there's anything to it, I'll. Yeah, I'll pour it on you guys. But um, yeah, we uh, did. We did. Yeah. Ha- we did have one question before you came on. One final question here, and I really appreciate your time. Is Derek Murphy of MarathonInvestigation.com? We we were talking about um, a the, the winner of the New Jersey Marathon who was using Pacers, uh, you know, because it's a mixed race. Uh, so she mm-hmm. was using Pacers, who were friends of hers, and she ended up winning the race. And she was also using the Pacers to. To, to you know sprint up and see if uh that person's running the, that woman's running the half marathon or the marathon so she should get you know a gauge on who she's competing with um fair or unfair wait we, wait 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 yeah we kind of debated the, the pacers that. what he's talking about <laughs> it's it's a female runner who has male pacers right. in the race i yeah. don't think you, you yeah I, I don't think that. i yeah articulate yeah, well. um, yeah i think that, i know there's been some discussion on that um yeah, I would say that's not not completely fair. I mean, she has an advantage, you know, that other, you know, it's not just about, hey, who can run the fastest, right. you know. So, but, but, yeah, but that's tricky because, uh, you like to know who your competition is. And, you know, usually you kind of think the crowd kind of tells you, hey, you're first place, you're second place. You don't hear that all the time. Yep. Um, I know there's I know there's questions about, you know, Paula Radcliffe, she has Pacers and other not, you know, recognizing her, you know, record, um, you know, you know in, in the same way. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know. I don't think it's technically against the rules, so you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, you know, it I'm, sounds like. I mean, I'm not, he, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say she cheated. Right. You know, in a way, she, she used it with you know. You, you bring up so. you you brought up a lot of good points. I think it sounds it, it was like you're almost in the room with us talking about. Well, it. I, <laughs> I mean, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Is it obviously? I see both sides of it. Yeah, and ideally, yeah. I'd like to just see, hey, who can run the best, and you know, without without all that. But, right. You know, again, it's rules. Well, yeah, I, I, I think we sort of came to the same conclusion in this room before you're on. So I, I feel validated. I mean, this is, this guy is the authority <laughs> on who's a cheater and who's not. So I feel validated. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, we will follow up with you on that um, uh, on that New Jersey marathon on those New Jersey yes. marathon tips. That's that's really interesting for us to hear. But it's Derek Murphy. Murphy. The uh, website again is marathon investigation.com you can go you can buy stuff you can contribute to his work uh, the guy's spending a lot of time on this this is awesome work you're doing and really fun interview Derek I, I really appreciate it hopefully we can stay in touch in the future yes thank you alright there he goes that's Derek Murphy of marathoninvestigation.com he joined us here on Pace the Nation we're going to take a quick break stay with us All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Derek Murphy for joining us here today on Pace the Nation. Again, you can follow him on his website. It's MarathonInvestigation.com. Also, uh, he is on Twitter. It's at MarathonInvestigator uh, is the 
Twitter handle. It's a little bit abbreviated, so you can find him, Derek Murphy, Marathon Investigator, on Twitter. Why'd you just lower your voice a whole octave? <laughs> that was I don't know. Like, that uh, was really strange. What happened? Trying to be official. I guess when I'm giving out information, uh-huh. I got to be official. It's uh, like, like you just went from, from the FM dial to the AM <laughs> dial. I did notice I did that. I don't know why I did that. Sorry. Uh-huh. Anyways, awesome interview with uh, Derek. Uh, really crazy stories of the lengths that people go to to cheat. But do you know what's most impressive about that interview? is that when we asked him the question that, that we posed in our um, our opening segment, yep. he had all three examples that we brought up. <laughs> he clearly has uh, information. You know, he's like bugging the room right. or right. he knows more than he's leading on. Yes, <laughs> so, that's a good point. Like just if, if you're even considering cheating, he probably already knows. That is a really good point, Doc. So I didn't, I didn't uh, think of that, but it was almost it was crazy that he was going down the list yeah it was like he was in my brain thinking exactly i mean he's got esp and espn right um it's crazy like i i I just want to say how much i've grown as a person that when (laughs) when uh you mentioned that he was in your brain and i just resisted saying any of the top 10 things that (laughs) popped in my mind when you said that good work uh, so that's Derek Murphy. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. Keep up the good work, Derek. Appreciate you having, or appreciate you being on the show. All right. Um, I mentioned. I wanted to quickly get to this. Uh, we've we've mentioned on the show before uh, about people running in suits, and you know the half marathon uh-huh. world, world record was set uh, this past weekend. Somebody was running a, in a suit for the half marathon, going after the world record again fell well short at the New Jersey Half Marathon. Uh, Also, uh, I saw this tweet from Hoka where this guy uh, from Hoka Marketing, he ran in a suit with his bride or his bride-to-be, or I guess it was the day after their wedding. Did she wear her wedding dress? They did, and he wore his his suit. I guess I'm just getting a little tired of, of it now. Uh-huh. I mean, it was kind of cool for a, a little bit. It was bit, a big thing for you last week. But I'm over let's, it. Let's talk about this this wedding thing. I actually think that's a good idea because basically the amount of money that people spend on a wedding dress um, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then you never wear it again. You put it in a box and keep it in. So she's repurposing it. <laughs> I, I love the idea of, of getting her money's worth out of that wedding dress. Yeah, all right. You all know? Right. I can see that. I can see that. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I just very resourceful, Farley. All right, I just want some uh, a more originality out of these folks. Um, <laughs> it's been done. It's been done. At this point, mm-hmm. it was fun when the first guy did it in the in the Brooklyn half and ran a ridiculously fast time. But um, you have such a short attention span. I, I do. I do. You're right. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. Uh, so can can you can you come up with an idea that you would like people to do next? What 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 would you like the next fad to be so that so that one of our listeners can can get ahead of that curve? Well, I don't want to give away my good ideas, but yes, there are a few fads that I would like to see done in races. But um, are you planning on doing them yourself? Yeah, I think I might do them myself. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe do like five well, five beers, five burrows. Been done, been done. No, um, well, because. Like for me, you know, I'm. I still think that that uh, I'll get excited every time I see a Chewbacca in a race. 
All right, that's good. I think that's a good one, and I'd love to find out what the Wookiee record is, and, and, and I would never tire of that story. But this is kind of like our conversation last week with the streakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I love the routine, so I'm happy with the with the uh, uh, Chewbacca over and over again and Edison bulbs and, and all the other running gags. But uh, Well, and now I think that at marathons, there are all of those consistencies, right? It's kind of like that list that we talked about at Thanksgiving, that your local turkey trot, there's the same things mm-hmm. that you see. And I think mm-hmm. you see those in marathons now. You see a Wookiee. You see <laughs> a guy wearing a suit. You see a wedding proposal. You know, you, these you guys things see like, that many things? You see that many Wookiees? The Wookiee's not, Wookie's not so much. But you see you're, an you're, Elvis. You know, yeah. these are consistent things yeah. that I feel like you always see in marathons now. Yeah, that's true. All right. I, I just am over the suit. Everything else is fine. I, I actually like the Wookiee thing because the Wookiee thing, that's a challenge. Yeah. I mean, running in a suit like that, yeah. it must be. You need a good ice man. <laughs> <laughs> must be 150 degrees in there. Yeah. Just like the studio. No. (laughs) (laughs) This is prepping us to run as Wookiees. All right. So Joanna posed a question uh, in our pre-show meeting about what it says on the scale related to how fast you're running. And does it really matter? Uh, It's a, it's a good question. I, I, I think... Um, well, wait, let's give some context. Yeah, okay. So I have a friend who just had a really bad race mm-hmm. and he blamed it on the fact that he thinks he's overweight because what, what the numbers on the scale are heavier than what he normally is. Right. So then he suggested to me that I get a scale and start weighing myself more often. And for full disclosure, I weigh myself twice a year when I go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm more... I'm kind of in that... that uh, same mind frame that I'll measure myself maybe once every three years when I go to the doctor or <laughs> once every decade when I, go, I really need to go to the doctor. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if there is a direct relationship necessarily. Uh, I think if you're eating healthy and, and getting your runs in, that's way more important than what the number says. Well, I think, a lo- I mean, there, there's definitely some truth to when you're, when you're lighter, you're carrying less and you can become a more efficient runner. But, um, I think that sometimes people get too bogged down in these numbers that might not mean anything. My best race of the year was St. Patrick's day 10 K and I was probably four pounds heavier than mm-hmm. I am now. And I'm ready. Mis- I'm miserably now. Cause I know I, you know, in crew, you constantly have to weigh in. So mm-hmm. I have a pretty good idea generally of what my mm-hmm. weight is because i had to do it like well, every then, single day then i think that that uh, means that your your statement earlier that you only weigh in <laughs> twice a year is not really valid because you, you have a good idea yeah my my thought on this is that yes the weight is a factor in your running uh but i think that people misinterpret or uh misevaluate what that needs to be exactly and the, and the danger is when you think like, oh, my God, I need to lose 25 pounds in order to run well. Like if, if you're evaluating that target weight wrong and, and you're not eating healthy and it's that's where that's where the danger is. Yeah. But I, personally, I think I mean, in, in my own um, situation, I know what weight I need to be in order to run a little bit more effectively, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not there. And, and so for me, I do have a goal to uh, lose some weight, which I think will help my running. But at the same time, um, I think that, that you can really easily get wrapped up into doing something that's very dangerous. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that there needs to be a focus on like healthy eating and strength work mm-hmm. and not just like, let me get to this specific weight and discount my food choices right. and my strength work as well. Well, I've, I've seen people, I, I know people have friends uh, in the past that, that have focused on a number that was just unhealthy and they were unhealthy uh, and it was really difficult for them to see that mm-hmm. like, and everybody else would see that and, and, right. and, you know, even talk to them and, you know, like they couldn't stay healthy. They, 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 they were always getting injured and it's because they were focused on this unrealistic number. Yeah. And I mean, I, I guess I see both sides, but I, I mean, there is the ch- kind of a chicken and the egg thing. Yeah. The unrealistic number. That's the outlier that definitely no one should should be shooting for, and that right. is unhealthy. But if you're not running enough and you're eating too much, you're yeah. going to be overweight. So, yeah. yes, you need to get to a different number. I think sure. that's a great point. The, the way you say that, I think that's a great point. Yeah. So. Well, because I do think that a lot of people are very quick to reward themselves. Like, oh, you know, I, I ran three miles today. Let me have 18 cookies. Like, that's that's not a good yeah. correlation Or there. go to Georgetown Cupcake every day. Yeah. Cupcakes! Yeah. <laughs> or... Like sh- pure sugar is probably not the best fuel for no. for distance running. Right. So I think it's tr- th- those choices, but don't obsess over because everybody's frame is is definitely different. But right I, but I think that I think you nailed it anyway. With with the uh, if you eat healthy, if you're training enough, if you're if you're doing enough physical fitness, that's how you get to that ideal weight. Mm-hmm. Right. So you really, at the end of the day, you're correct. You don't have to worry about. Uh, targeting a weight it's more about what you're doing to get to where you want to be you should be targeting good choices Mm -hmm. and twice a year weighing yourself is fine not once every 10 years but twice a year (laughs) (laughs) go to the doctor more all right we did do a a, a nice PSA there Uh, this podcast of course is sponsored by Pacers Running Pacers Running with five area DC locations Pacers Running is for every run uh, we also have a store in New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey, 7 Palmer Square. For all the new New Jersey listeners, uh, head on over there and talk to Steve, our manager there, and get yourself in a running program today. All right, so this past Monday night was the All Run Washington Party. Uh, all the Pace the Nation hosts were there to celebrate the 2017 Best of Washington Running. We had a great time. Um, good to see a lot of uh, listeners out there. Uh, introduced the podcast to a number of new people as well. So if you're learning about us from the All Run Washington Party, welcome to the program as well. Um, we, Charlie, I should say, not we, gave out a, a number of awards and um, was his usual kind of awkward on the mic. Is, 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 he, is he awkward on the mic or is that just me? I think Charlie has an... Uh acquired sense of humor yeah so i think that not everybody gets charlie's sense of humor do you think he'd be a good stand-up comedian it's so funny that you say that because that night when i went for my run Mm -hmm. i had i did this whole bit where i wanted to introduce one of the rewards and my whole bit was going to be i was going to go up and do an awkward stand-up routine until i got yanked off And I, I had, like, the whole run, I had worked this out. It's so funny that you're describing it this way. Can, can, you, can you try out some of the uh, material on us here? Um, I'm sure it won't translate. Right. Because uh, you got to read the room. Right. True. Yeah. 
All right, that's fair. Um, I, I did just want to bring up he he um, Charlie that is uh, introduced the best uh, race of DC, and it was the Marine Corps Marathon. And uh, our uh, former guest, uh, uh, race director Rick Nealis, came up and he said, uh, "Wait, it says La La Land." <laughs> Very funny. That was kind of. I thought it was kind of funny. Topical humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Even I knew what that was and i'm not mm-hmm. much on our pop culture but um i knew what he was talking about that, that was pretty funny uh what were some of the highlights for, that was one of my, my highlights uh, i had to kind of leave early what was the, some of the highlights for you guys um it's always good to see people in real clothes yes um, that you normally see in like running clothes did you know that um eva and andrea R had on the exact same dress yeah that's a good highlight that's yeah. a good one no i did not know and that they, they planned it and I was the only person that noticed. Oh, they did plan it. They did plan it to see how many people would notice because they accessorized differently, but it was the exact same dress. And mm. I noticed. Yep. Is that a thing? Do women do that? No, you're supposed to. You're supposed to be furious if somebody right. wears the same dress, <laughs> not not wear the same dress. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah. Uh, anything from you, Docs? Highlights? I, I like that you informed me about it uh, <laughs> at 1 p.m the day of yeah and and then when i saw you and i was like oh i made it and you're like you know i I like made some sort of comment you're like no 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 charlie invited you a long time ago i just wanted to be clear on the record okay yeah Uh, yeah as if as if like uh i had an issue with charlie right i was like no 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 my my whole thing is has nothing to do with uh charlie uh, inviting me on time. It was when you finally relayed that message to me. Yeah, I, th- I believe it was uh, 1257 that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I-, I was glad you were able to m- able to make it. Um, well, you- I had to move mountains on my <laughs> schedule. <laughs> did you get your run in before? I did. You did. Remember That's I right. was telling you about the stand-up trying, routine. Trying material out. Yeah. Uh, but always uh, one of my favorite uh, parties of the year. Hopefully next year I'll be able to hang out longer. Uh, I think we are going to need to move it, quite honestly, uh, to a week after the New Jersey Marathon. So, Elise, if you're listening, uh, maybe look at the second Monday in May versus the first Monday in May. I thought you were going to say we are going to have to move it to Virginia so that it would no. be more convenient <laughs> no. for you and James. No. I was about to be like, that is not happening. No, Birch and Barley's great. They're great hosts of that party. All right, good show, guys. Uh, real quick, I wanted to th- give congratulations to my brother. He ran a 3.33 marathon this weekend. Smoking uh, fast. In New Jersey. So congratulations, John. Awesome PR out there. Also, thanks to Derek Murphy of MarathonInvestigation.com for joining us here on Pace Nation. Great interview. Appreciate all the work you're doing. All right. Thanks to Kelly, the intern. Thanks to you, the listener. Thanks to our co-host, Joanna E. Russo and William E. Docs. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We'll see you next week.
I also forgot, I was gonna say that sitting in the studio is a great way to lose weight. You know how like wrestlers sit in saunas and sweatsuits? If anyone's concerned about their weight, they can just sit in the studio. Yeah, we did a good thing. We talked about some weight on the show. We did a good thing. <laughs>